This gospel is so beautiful, I ask students to picture it for us, to draw a picture of it. And uh, these students are making that change from high school to college or gateway or to nursing school, wherever. But some of them just drew like the empty tomb with a rock. And then um, others had drawn like a little line for a path and two people walking along and a third people, person whose face was kind of distorted because they did not recognize him who was walking with them. One girl I was really amazed at, she just drew what looked like a lot of little circles together between two lines. And I asked her what that was, and she said that was a cobblestone street. And what that meant for her was that she's been walking a rocky road. Her life has been rocky. The disciples had been walking along a a rocky path. Their life had been shaken up. Their life, their path in life had been rocky, like a rocky marriage like a rocky friendship, like rocky questions. And notice Jesus asks a question as they're describing their, their hopelessness, their discouragement. They talk about how they thought he would be the one to redeem Israel, but they crucified him. They heard from some women who were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. And some of those went with us to a tomb and found the things as the women described, but them they did not see. And that's when Jesus asked them a question. And he asked us the same question. After he says, you know, how foolish you are, he says, how slow of heart to believe what the prophet spoke. Was it not necessary? that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory. I think he just stopped there. He didn't rush and try to explain things. He just left us with that question. Why did the Messiah, who was thought never to die, not to die, have to suffer, die, and then on the third day rise? Why? He left them with that question, I think, for a while. And you know, I think this is why he did it. Because he wants us to go deeper. You know, John Paul II said, he told the youth, he said, go out into the deep with Christ. Go out into the deep. He wants us to go deeper. I've been following along with artificial intelligence. One day you'll have a robot priest up here. And, uh, you know, and everything will come from artificial intelligence. And, and, uh, and I typed in the word Easter. Nothing came up. I typed in the word resurrection. Nothing came up. But I just, you know, typed in the word 
Pope Francis and then Eastern Resurrection. A few things popped up like new beginnings, new hope. I have a student that's going into neuroscience, and he said the good thing about artificial intelligence is that we're going to have more information, we'll think faster, we'll see more images faster, we'll have more words faster, we'll have more of everything faster. But one thing he said is a weakness. We won't learn how to go deeper into things. Well, that would be a wreck to society if we could do everything faster, but not go deeper into things. And so I believe the Lord asked the disciples on the road to Emmaus this question because he wanted them to go deeper. And one thing I noticed about this student is that she read this story three times. She spent a lot of time with the word of God. All the other students, you know, we read it once and they were already drawn and done. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. But she was still sitting there pondering. She read it again and she read it again. She was going deeper. The student that drew the rocky road. And then she came up with her own answer to that question. Why did he have to suffer and then rise? Because God had to come down and walk that rocky road with us to show us the path to life. He comes down and he continues to walk our rocky paths so that we can, he can show us the path to new life. And this is what she was feeling. And her heart began to burn within her. Like the disciples, her heart was burning. You know, I'm on this rocky path, and I have questions about identity. I have questions about sexuality. I have questions about marriage. I have questions about God. I have questions about my future. I'm walking a rocky path. But, you know, he's walking with me. And he's going to show me the path to life. To go a little deeper is what artificial intelligence cannot do for us. So that our hearts can go on fire. And so I think the invitation there is just as we spend time more with the Lord, the more you get to know the Lord through the scriptures, the more time you get to know Jesus risen and alive, we'll have more help along the rocky road more clarity. And, and, and so that's also the Mass, isn't it? Every Sunday we can take our rocky path and walk our rocky path to the altar. And what happens at the altar? What happens with the two on the way? He breaks bread with them. And they see him in the breaking of the bread. So besides the path of life, the Lord walks with us. That's why he had to suffer and die and then rise. So he could show us the path of life and give us what gives us life, but also the power of God to give life. During this Easter time, we are to reflect how Jesus loved us and how that love changes things. That's the power of God.
power of Easter, the breaking of the bread, has revealed to them the power of God. And so, you know, someone once said that we hold the form of religion. You know, we go through all the motions sometimes of religion, but we've denied the power of God. Denied the power of God. The love of God that changes things. And so here in the breaking of the bread, as the disciples go deeper with the Lord, as they get to know the Lord, as they spend time and let the Lord walk with them on the rocky road, it leads them to the altar, to the breaking of the bread, to help discover again, not only the path of life, but the power of God to bring about this life. Alleluia. That's the whole story of the manse is the manse. Spend time with God in Scripture. Receive his power in the Eucharist. Hallelujah.